All right, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. And joining me all the way from Tennessee, Miss Nicole Sauce. How's it going? Great. I got home despite all the gas shortage panic. Oh, my God. It's been pretty crazy. There was a line outside of the racetrack uh, when I was on my way home, and I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, we have nothing here. So I was in Nashville. I drove. It's an hour from here to Nashville and back. Nothing. But I'm starting to see online people saying, stop hoarding. And I'm, I said, well, I didn't see anybody hoarding. I just saw people filling up their cars. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll yeah. There's been uh, one picture floating around on uh, Twitter of this elderly couple and they've got like several five gallon uh, uh, cans and they're sticking them in yeah. the back of their SUV and everything. Yeah. And everyone's like, going, oh, time, dare yeah. they? Yeah. Five at a time just for yard stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just so funny. It's, it's, it's like, guys, come on. The government's going to screw something up. And yep. in this case, I mean, why would you not have a pipeline on an air gap system? I, I have no idea. So, but that's, you know, that's where, you know, people like you and Jack come in, got to teach us how to prepare just in case the government does screw up. So yeah, I'm legit keeping my car full right now, though. The rule is never drop below half a tank, right? Right. And sometimes I even stick to that rule. Right now I'm sticking <laughs> to that rule. <laughs> out of necessity, really. Yeah. So, like, you know, that, that gives me a lot of miles. Yeah. And that's a, that was a good reminder. Cause uh, I think the, the old Dodge charger of uh, financial ruin has uh, gotten below half a tank. So I'll need to fill that up in the morning. If there's any there. gas left, dun, dun, dun. There will be gas somewhere. <laughs> there will be gas. Somebody's got it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're reliving the seventies. So now we're going to have a gas shortage and bell bottom jeans are going to come back. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they were already back a few years ago, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. You know how they uh, the, do that again, and they forget what happens when the bottom of those things get wet. They weigh about forty thousand pounds, and then they fall out of fashion again. Yeah, and then they uh, deteriorate because of all the mud and everything that you've been walking in. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now everything's kind of like on a thirty-year cycle. So the the other day I saw a teenager with a Nirvana shirt with a flannel, and I'm like going, "Oh no, <laughs> grunge, grunge is back." Yeah, great. Am I going to have to do hair drapes even though I have like nothing up here? So, I don't know. So I don't you can just get a wig. Yeah, I could get a wig. Yeah. yeah. Just oh. fake it. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nicole, how's everything going on up there in Tennessee? It's been a really busy spring here. Not surprisingly, we're on a homestead, but I also do a workshop once a year. And yeah. we had 58 people. And that was a lot that's of people. A, that's a crowd. My property. Yeah, that was a yeah. crowd. <laughs> And we got through all that and I'm behind on planting as a result. And then of course I also do rental properties and one of my rentals is empty. So today that's why I was in Nashville. I was in painting because it's hard to find, I mean, people to help with that. So I just, yeah. and I paint fast, so it's fine. So just really, really, really busy. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. So for the, uh, for the listeners and the watchers at home, I was like trying to get her on like a couple of weeks ago and she was like, no, I don't no. think so. Talk to <laughs> Yeah. She's like, maybe later. And even after I get back, I'm going to take a little time off. I was like, okay, understood. Yeah. yeah I went on a 23 mile hike with my mother. Oh, nice. Backpack hike and my uncle. And that was great. That was a really good reset from all of the stuff leading up to the event. And then afterwards, and people thought it was nuts to go do that, but right. it was the best decision I made all year. Hey, sometimes you just got to get out of doors just to decompress for a little bit. So yeah, I, I put my totally phone in airplane mode just in case I did have network in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. I mean, 23 miles is, is a bit of a hike, but uh, I mean, yeah. you got through it. So 
Yep, <laughs> just did. make sure you're hydrating. That's that's pretty much it. So. Yeah, slow <laughs> and steady wins the race on that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm not out here trying to run a race because uh, that would just be silly. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. although I can almost picture you with a rucksack, just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I did used to CrossFit a long time ago, and then my gym went out of business during the pandemic shutdowns, and I haven't gone back to any other CrossFit gym. So. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they used to call those the box? Yeah. They had like a silly name for it. Because <laughs> yeah, it's usually a box shaped building. Yeah. It was like, yeah, we're going to go to the box. I was like, you mean the CrossFit gym? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man, if we're going to be using the little terms and everything. So, yeah, it's got the lingo. Yeah. I was like, okay, we're all going to do uh, pull ups like really, really wrong, right? I was like, yeah, yeah we're just going to do them. <laughs> exactly. I get a good laugh out of that, but, uh, so, uh, you showed me a, a, a red in your glass. So, uh, which, uh, wine are you drinking? I have no idea. You have no idea. No, I said, mom, choose a wine. And she handed me this glass and then I got your text and I said, I'm going to go drink this wine with a friend. <laughs> well, there you go. And of course, uh, in the old, probably uh, a Cabernet though, that would be my guess. Probably a cab. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, so in the old, uh, LSU Yeti cup, I have the, uh, the scotch and soda going. So nice. Nice. I like scotch. I like scotch too. I can uh, start quoting the wrong burgundy. You know, I love scotch. Here it goes <laughs> down into my belly. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, your event, what was going on with that? I mean, you had 58 people out. I'm pretty yeah. sure you were a mess trying to keep up with everybody. We were great. So we usually do about 30 to 40 people. And this year I thought we'll go to 50. And then I limited my tickets, but I can't limit the number of tickets. It's the number of registrants. And right. I allow up to two tickets for so that husbands and wives can yeah. register. And that's how we oversold. At one point, my high number was 66 tickets sold. <laughs> and then people <laughs> always cancel at the, at the last minute. Yeah, so yeah. You're always going to have that. Perfect headcount. We had a great time. And we were here to, to, to go over practical things like homesteading skills. We processed and, and roasted a pig. We, nice covered cheese making we covered kombucha we did tours of the water gardens here at the holler homestead and then a little bit of small business because if you want us if you want to be successful on your homestead it can't be an expensive hobby it needs to be something that's bringing value yeah. to your life otherwise you have a energy and money suck and that's not good right and then we also just do basic you know freedom things hang out sing karaoke drink a little drink have a little fun well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. As far as like expensive hobbies go, I mean, that's, yeah, you got to find a way for it to pay for itself. Otherwise it just, yeah. you're going to drive yourself nuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's so easy to spend money on homesteading and yeah, money true. helps you get over hurdles. But at the same time, if that, if that egg that your duck produced is a $10 egg, you need to think about if it's giving you the nutrition you want and if it's really worth $10. Right. <laughs> Shouldn't be $10. You, know, you yeah. should be able to get like 10 of them for a whole bunch of those duck eggs. So. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, that's one of the pitfalls uh, I I find, you know, I live just outside of Baton Rouge. So I try to do little stuff here and there. And uh, you know, for me, it's like, uh, it's like, okay, uh, I want to do blueberries. So I at least have that, you know, they'll at least give yeah. the kids snacks and whatever. But uh, the birds always eat it, <laughs> like straight away. I have been like a a hundred year old fig tree out there yeah. that I thought was dead at one point, but it started producing figs again. So, Sweet. yeah, the best. yeah, those are nice. And uh, yeah. my kids hate them, so there's that. So, 
<laughs> kids just hate things. Yeah, it's so funny because you pick it up from outside. You're just like, you could just eat that off the tree. I was like, yeah, sure. You know, in a grid down situation, if all sugar and processed foods are eliminated from their world, figs are going to suddenly taste really good to your kids. Yeah, I quit the uh, the sugar in like 2016 and yeah. uh, everything is like so sweet now. If like if there's just like a tiny bit in it yeah. and uh, it got to the point where I would go somewhere and ask for like an unsweetened iced tea, you know, because I got to get the Yankee tea sometimes. Yeah. And I'll just like smell the glass. And I was like, nope, this has got sugar in it. Take it back. And like, you can't smell that. And I was like, yes, I can. Oh, yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> so I get so funny. But uh, yeah, figs, uh, blueberries. I, I tried growing elderberries in pots this year, but uh, they didn't really take. So really? yeah, I find them out in the woods. And I, I don't know. It's like uh, right just past the tree line for my woods there's a whole bunch of them so i was like okay let me pick some of these i'll save the seeds i'll try to grow it and it just you know it got to uh, a certain point and then it died so i was like i don't know yeah maybe i'm doing something wrong there i'll have to look it I up i like to take cuttings from elderberries in the spring they'll put out runners and you just dig those up and move them maybe that's what i need to do roots. next time yeah. yeah they come with roots and you get hot enough there that that might be an issue in a pot <laughs> that's like, that's roots very are important in a pot yeah <laughs> As I was thinking, it was like, okay, well, maybe my soil is all wrong. I don't know. It's like, I'll yeah. have to look it up. So who knows? Maybe it just didn't like being moved, uh, moved away from its brothers. I, I don't know. That's so kind of crazy. With so my blueberries, I have to build little net houses to keep the birds out. Yeah, that's like the first thing to go. That's like as yeah. soon as like they even start turning a little blue. It's like the, yeah. uh, the cardinals and the robins are all up in it. I'm like, guys, stay away. Uh, I would like it. A handful of these at least i wonder if a big owl though would scare them i might try that this year yeah a big got, old fake owl oh big old fake owl maybe i don't know i got the real ones too so it's like a... yeah no that's because that keeps birds from pooping on your house right you put an owl up in your eaves yeah i wonder if that would work for blueberries i've never thought of try i always just put this net up it's annoying <laughs> owls yeah. are less annoying yeah a fake owl especially yeah well specifically a fake owl okay, yeah. put a real owl there <laughs> I will tell you to my blueberry bush. No. It's like, all right, now I'm going to nail your foot down to this thing and you got to stay there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We get uh, those Eastern screech owls down here. So those, those are always fun hearing those going after mice in the middle of the night and then they screech and you're like, what yeah. the hell was that? <laughs> I rescued one of those once it got hit by a car and one of its eyeballs came out. Oh no. And I came around a corner and there's a screech owl just sitting there in the middle of the road. <laughs> With one eye dangling. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't see that. I picked it up, put it in my car. It rode in my car all the way to the vet. I went to the vet. He said, no, you have to call wildlife preserve people. Oh, no. I found a wildlife preserve person. They couldn't get it till the next day. So I took it home and put it in a cat cage, like a cat carry box. Right. Did it all the way to the wildlife preserve. And they, they, they said they were shocked that I did not just get ripped to shreds by this owl. <laughs> yeah, because they are quite vicious. <laughs> yeah. But apparently it was in so much shock, it just let this giant person move it around and it ended up being a training owl because they can't put him back in the wild with an eye missing. Yeah, yeah. No depth per perception, but yeah, hawks will eat him alive. I mean, literally. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, down here the uh we have red tail hawks and uh we're like one of the few places where they've actually observed them uh working in tandem to get food. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's kind of the neatest thing because we had one guy from LSU just kind of setting up and he had his binoculars and cameras and everything set up. And I was asking him what he was doing out there. And he goes, well, 
for whatever reason, the red tail hawks in this area, they work together to get food and we don't normally observe that in nature anywhere. So I was like, wow, wow. that's, that's kind of weird. Cause you would see them like swoop down, they'd pick up like a vole or a rat or something. And one would turn himself up and throw the rat in the air for the other one to swoop by and catch it to take yeah. it back to the, uh, the hatchlings. So it's like kind of the weirdest <laughs> thing. Crazy. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, okay, awesome. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they can just, uh, they can go after all the all the rats they want. I got to keep them out of my lawnmower. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like lawnmower repair around here is like a is a is just like a cottage industry. It's like invariably the wires have all been chewed through. You know, it's like, man, this is going to be another hundred dollars to go get this fixed. This is stupid. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Yeah. So, like the last time, I was like. Do they make anything with CS like impregnated in the plastics or they don't want to chew on it? And I found that they do. They make a cord wrap for it. And then I was like putting like scotch bright stuff up there so they didn't want to scratch through it. And yeah. then uh, one day I come outside and there was a cat going into my garage. And I was like, I wonder what he's doing in there. And of course, he had like a mouse in his mouth already. So I was like, okay, you, you, you've earned your rent. You can stay there. Yeah, you can stay. I'll feed you. <laughs> feed you so mice. Have as many rats as you want. So mm -hmm. homestead problems, gotta love it. I know, I know. <laughs> so other than the uh, the homestead uh, workshops and everything else, what you got going on? Of course, the coffee. Yes, so hollow roast. I, roast. I I roast and sell coffee. And last year we went through a fairly major expansion and that has been continuing its momentum forward. Yeah. So that's really fun. Tomorrow I'll be roasting all day long. Nice. I'm roasting and recording a podcast tomorrow. That's it. <laughs> unloose then, the goose or your own? Uh, both unloose the goose and mine. Oh, nice. So I might got... be recording. If, I, if I'm if i good, I'll record three podcasts, but I'll do two podcasts. So my, my normal Wednesday podcast, Living Free in Tennessee, and then Unloose the Goose records at four. I skipped last week, so I'm on this week. Nice. I have no idea who else is on, though. I asked them, who's coming? And nobody has answered. <laughs> Jack's out of town, so I know he, well, he won't be there. But Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, Pete's going out of town. Everybody's going out of town. Yeah, Pete's been like. on the road a lot during yeah. or on interviews a lot. I'd like to get him back. I don't, was he on last week or no? Oh, now you're taxing my memory because uh, uh, I listen to everybody's podcast. So, like, I have a list of like 50 or so in there. Idea. So, yeah, I haven't listened to last week's yet, although that's on my list this week. And we've been putting off the t discussion of sovereignty and sovereign citizenship. Yeah, that gets a little touchy. It gets a little touchy. And then with the geese, every one of us has a very different opinion about that. Yeah. If we manage to do that show, it's going to be one big discussion. Yeah. About uh, it. You're going to have that mute button ready for uh, Xavier and just. No, I just, I, you know, we just got to let it roll if it's going to go. But last time it was a possibility. We didn't have John Bush on and John Bush needs to be on for that one. So yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to how that goes. I've started sovereign citizenship is not something where I've spent a lot of time thinking about yeah. it because I have a certain opinion about it. Yeah. <laughs> I started looking into it a little bit in case I'm on the show where that happens. Yeah. But I will be devil's advocate on that show probably. Well, that's good. That's good. You know, got to keep everybody on their toes, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the whole thing with the sovereign citizens, like uh, when I was being raised in the nineties, you would hear yeah. about these guys and uh, you would look into like all of their claims. I was like, 
Okay, so the internet is new and it looks like half of the stuff they're kind of making up on the fly and, you know, especially about, you know, the gold fringe around the American flag being admiralty law and all this. And you yeah. look at it, you're just like, guys, I don't, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, you can go down a rabbit hole, but at the same time, some people have pushed back on government agencies with their methods. I just, and one. You know, you can't take that away from them. So if you're going to go into that, you need to understand the risk you face. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely fighting an uphill battle because anytime the, the government is in the government's court, it's usually going to find that the government did nothing wrong. So, right. Yeah. That's, that's usually how that goes. Yeah. So uh, it's like, I, I've seen some victories here and there, but I mean, you gotta, I, I hope you have a really good lawyer. That's, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Other than right. that, we've got chicken processing workshop coming up in June. June okay. 14th, yeah. Monday. I have a friend who's a chef. He's the guy who taught me how to process pigs. And I'm having him out to teach that so that I can be more the event coordinator for that one. But yeah. we've got a few spots open for that still. People come out, we show them how to process the bird by hand with equipment, and then they go home with a bird. That's okay. Yeah, there Eat you go. Lunch. lunch is not chicken that day. <laughs> That's kind of like the last thing you want to you want to have. I was like, oh, look, chicken breast and vegetables. It's just mm. like I can process a pig and have pork loin that night. For some reason, chicken, I need a day or two after we process the chickens. But the smell of the feathers is not good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I once took a turkey and <laughs> having to do the feathers and then try to get it dressed up for Thanksgiving was a little much because mm -hmm. i was just like yeah i remember the smell of trying to get those feathers out um i'm good yeah i, <laughs> I think i'll just stick to the sides this year <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's kind of how that goes that, that's a fun one and i the more people we can get choosing to produce some food from their where they are yeah the better we all are and the more stable yeah. we are especially as we look at the inflation that's coming up right now and there's rumors of shortages. I think shortages will happen this year. Yeah. But you're not short if your lettuce is in your yard, right? You got right. your lettuce covered or for us, we have our birds covered when we raise meat birds. Yeah. So every and even if you're not raising them have, directly, yeah, definitely get to know your neighbors who might be. Yeah. Find somebody local. It's funny. Yeah. I was just at the farmer's market here last weekend and hardly anybody was there. Hmm. So I bought some things I wouldn't usually buy just to give the farmer some money because. Yeah. You got to set up that, that network. They were slammed because suddenly there was no produce in the grocery store. And then people were suddenly willing to go to the farmer's market and buy from the farmer. Yeah. Now funny, uh, every time a listeria outbreak happens. Yeah. Yeah. There's like another failure of government right there. Got to yeah, love it. Not, not at the farmer's market, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, down here we have like a farmer's market like every Saturday, and yeah. uh, you get all kinds of stuff. I mean, vegetables, and, you know, since I'm like right next to Cajun country and everything, we get all kinds of stuff. I bet you get great stuff down there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, like shrimp for us is like a dollar a pound or something like that. It yeah. gets it gets pretty ridiculous. So that was one of the things I did as a teenager. We would uh, go down to Fouchon, Louisiana, buy shrimp off of the boat, mm -hmm. drive it up to St. Louis, and sell it in their farmer's markets up there for like double the price of what we paid for it. So <laughs> and have a fun trip. Yeah. yeah. It's like, all right, we got beer money for a month. <laughs> woo, woo. 
Yep. Yeah, I was going to do a crawdad boil or a crawfish boil here one year, and then the shutdowns happened. That was last year. I might do that again. Yeah. In a future year. Yeah, we but just uh, I had them brought up once, and then they sat in my bathtub for a couple of days before we boiled them. Hopefully, still living. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We kept them alive in the bathtub. You keep them. <laughs> Yeah, they uh they get they get kind of funny. I was uh showing my little four year old uh a crawfish boil before she wanted to eat some, and yeah. I was like, okay, see, we put the the live ones in there with the boil. They're not going to stay living very long, but you know, in hot boiling yeah. water. And then uh, you know, I was peeling them apart, and I you know took the tail off one and handed it to her. She tasted it. She goes, too spicy. And I was like, well, that's not as spicy as the head. And, you know, then sucked the head. And then she was like, ew. <laughs> And I kept calling them mud bugs and she really didn't like that. So it was no. a, Does she like them too now or did she? Yeah. I mean, she'll have like a couple of the tails here and there, but she's, that's not her favorite yet. So yeah. Give her time. How old is she? Oh, she's four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah she she'll doesn't be... know what she likes yet. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was so, so uh, proud of myself. I got her to eat uh, my bolognese sauce uh, when she was three. And then now when she sees me cooking it, she's like, I don't like it. I was like, Oh, <laughs> Typical. Yeah, I gotta love it. Yeah. So if anybody out there who's raising a daughter, you've accepted your mission and good luck. So <laughs> they're so tough sometimes. But um yeah. So Unloose the Goose. Fantastic podcast. I like uh getting everybody on there. Um the telegram group for Unloose the Goose is quite crazy. I was like I had to shut notifications off on that a few times. Yeah. Yep. I was like, I don't, I don't have no, I only hop in there to look. I don't, I don't try to catch up. <laughs> yeah. That, you can't too much going on. Yeah. It was a, one time I looked at it. I, I sat my phone down at work, went to go get a cup of coffee, came back and there was like 200 notifications from that group. And I'm like, I can't, I got to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Most of my telegram groups, I don't have notifications for. Yeah. That's, that's probably the smart thing on to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to turn them off on uh Twitter too. Cause otherwise I'll be, just be face down on the phone all day and we can't have that. So that's not good. <laughs> I'm on a total media diet too, right now. So I have certain times of day I get to look. Yeah. I don't get, I'm, I'm petting my phone right now for, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right now I don't get to look and it's because I found myself spending all this time in my phone, interacting with, pe with people, which is important. Yeah. But it's also important to interact with the people who live here. Yes. And so when I put it on the the diet or the, the set times or scheduled times, I find I'm still fine on social media and I have better relationships around me. So it's been a good change. Yeah, that, that definitely helps. I only look at it like during my lunch break and like just a yeah. little bit before, uh, you know, before everyone's sitting down to, you know, ready to watch TV or play a game or something. So it's like a... Yeah, try to limit it just to that window because I can get carried away because I have that addictive personality. And sometimes I've even gone drastic as to uh, turning my phone to all black and white so I don't want to look at it because then it doesn't have pretty colors, you know, so I'm trying to wow. trick the brain a little bit. So <laughs> good idea. I never thought of trying that one. Yeah. I also stopped checking email on my phone. That definitely helps. That definitely That's helps. I have one. no email on my phone whatsoever. So the screen over here to my right has yeah. email on it. I haven't looked at it yet, but. <laughs> that way I actually answer the emails instead of say to myself on my phone, I'm going to answer that later. And then it's marked as red and I never answer it. Yeah. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. So <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, that's a it's kind of a tough business when you got to manage yourself, manage others, and just trying mm-hmm. to keep everything straight. So, and we all fail at it. So it's just kind of funny. It's like it's like okay, I know I had planned this specific thing to do at this time, and why can't I get it done? You know, it's like exactly. Yeah, you just want to pull your hair out. What little I have left. So, <laughs> so how does your lifestyle further freedom? How does my lifestyle further freedom? Okay, so um, I work in civil engineering, and uh, I get to drop a little tr- truth bombs to my uh, fellow engineers and stuff. So anytime that they're, you know, talking about roads and everything, and I was like, well, you know, think about it this way, guys, uh, you recapturing all of those federal tax dollars that were taken from you. And then all of a sudden, like a little light clicks on, you can see it a little bit. It was like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I guess. And then you, when they're talking about things going on in the world, you you can uh, drop some little uh, economic uh, truth bombs on them. Yeah. And then sometimes you can discuss the news, although it's not highly looked upon in the office and everything. And then uh, just people that I meet in, during the day, I'm uh, extrovert, extroverted to a fault. So I talk to random strangers <laughs> all the time, which is kind of fun. So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know why this is, right? Here, a whole bunch of evidence. And then it's just like, okay, stranger, please go away. <laughs> yeah. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, he's talking economics. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's like, uh, just a little bits here and there. I try to, uh, you know, with the podcast and everything, it's like, you know, I don't really care for, uh, most of humanity at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm almost like you guys are a lost cause. I've, I've been trying. <laughs> I'll just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You just got to keep plugging away at it. And, uh, you know, Twitter arguments it, it I'm never going to change the mind of the blue check that I'm going after, but I know the people that are looking at it, I might get one or two that way. So yeah. it's one way of looking at it. So but yeah, it's a, it's a rough thing. That's actually a very tough question to ask. You know, what yeah. are you doing to advance liberty? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it's a question I ask people because I'm curious how they, they attack that particular nut. Yeah, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. A lot of people don't even think about it, even in, in you know, what we call the liberty movement. Uh, they're not really thinking about it. It was like, well, you know, I'm just doing this thing and I'm trying to do the best for myself and hopefully I'm leading by example, I guess, but uh, that's yeah. usually the answer I would probably get. So yeah. I, I'm more of a gentle Liberty person. I'll call it as I see it, but I won't force it. Right. If somebody's not ready for it, that's fine. I'll just ask a question and I, <laughs> I don't ever know which question it's going to be. And then I leave it there. And I figure the more people I can get who start their side hustle or start their business or help them get over that hesitation to take control of their lives. Yeah. I do more for Liberty that way than any of the years of policy work I ever did. Yeah. Overcoming the uh, paralysis by analysis is a big yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Cause everyone is that in Liberty people. Yes. It's like, well, if I do this, I'm going to end up on some kind of list. I was like, you're already on a list. Just, just you live like you are on the list. Life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I'm, you know, I'm a veteran, a uh, Ron Paul supporter, uh, Married with children, you know, yeah, I'm on every conceivable list that there is. So, I Wait, mean, just firearm. Oh, several. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> several, several. I may have done things in a wood, in a metalworking shop. Ooh. May have. Yeah. In Minecraft, of course. But, uh, of course. That's why you do that. <laughs> so, yeah, that gets fun. It's, it's just that as I, I talked to some of them and they're like, man, this is, you know, things are going to get crazy. I was like, yep, that's why you got to prep yourself here and there. You don't have to do it all overnight. Crazy though. That's the thing. 
People don't know how crazy it's been. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. They just didn't notice. And now they're noticing. And now it's, oh, things are going to get crazy. <laughs> I mean, maybe it might get yeah. crazier than now. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if it did, but it was crazy before. Yeah. Trusting, trusting the centralized systems we have for distribution. Oh, that's so easy to fail. They're so fragile. efficient at getting us our stuff. But one thing goes wrong and you're screwed. And I think it's because I did work with the CAC team in hurricane relief. Yeah. One bad storm away from no water, no supplies, no food, no shelter, no gas, and no way to get that taken care of. In one day, you're done. Yeah. And it takes maybe two or three days for everything to just dry up, and then it's dry. That's it. Yeah, uh, especially down here. We had the uh, the storm of uh, 2016 where we just had a rain event just set on top of us for a couple of days and it didn't go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So we found out real quick that those retention ponds in the neighborhood didn't exactly work the way we planned them to. <laughs> They're not built to retain that much. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then being in civil engineering, I, I get to explain it. I was like, well, it's like, yes, there's, they're supposed to retain some water, but not a hundred year rain event. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you have to realize like 4 trillion gallons of water fell on South Louisiana in two days. It, it all can't go to the Gulf. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not very slopey there like we are here. Yeah, it's pretty much flat. And if it can't get out to the river in time, it's not going anywhere. Yep. yep. <laughs> so. Even here, we had we had a hundred year flood in 2010 and it was nasty. Yeah. Yeah. But it drained pretty fast. Once once it once it stopped falling, it drained pretty fast. Yeah, it's just the uh the falling is the is the problem. So mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah, and then, uh, you know, what, what was it, like a year later, like Houston had pretty much the same thing where they had a hurricane sit on top of them. And yeah. Houston's flat as a pancake, yeah. all filled with concrete. So, <laughs> yeah. Let me hold the water. It's yeah. like, yes, let's just hold on to this water as long Hide as possible. House on the edge of the bowl. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, all of the things just strain the system. And, you know, just in time delivery is great on paper. But yeah. it just one it little thing goes wrong when things are working well. It's just not great when it's yeah. not great. Yeah. If there's no alternative, then it's not great. Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the problem. You know, it, whenever I hear people talk about the green new deal and they're ta talking about putting rails in everywhere, it's like, okay, what's taking it from the rail to the store, not more rail, you know, it's going to be a truck <laughs> Yeah, something. with a driver you know. labor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and that, that's the other thing that's uh, trying to get people's eyes opened on. It was like, uh, you know, this wrong think of positive rights. And it's like, oh, yeah, and healthcare should be a right. And it's like, okay, so people's labor is now your right? You know, we had a word for that. Started with an S. Yeah, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't think that was a good idea before. People don't buy that, though. Yeah. It's just like if I'm a doctor and I morally disagree with your choice and I refuse to do whatever it is you want me to do. Yeah. Say remove a sliver from your finger just to keep this from being controversial. Yeah. Some people religiously don't believe you should remove a figure, a sliver from your finger because God will take care of it. Right. If I'm that doctor, I don't know how I became a doctor, but if I'm that doctor who won't <laughs> do it, uh, why, why is it okay to force me to do that? Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. we think it is. Yeah, I mean the same thing with uh, with marriage. 
I was like, okay, you guys are going to go to a mosque and tell an imam that he's got to marry a gay couple. I'll wait to see if that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so far I haven't heard of anything. (laughs) You know, so it's it's like people have a choice to do things and you may disagree with that choice all day long, but it's still their choice. You know, it's kind of funny. You know, it is that instinct to make other people do what you want them to do that we talk that's really what we're fighting when we talk about freedom. It's really, it's the, none of my, it's none of your business person Yeah, who thinks it is their business is the busybodies and the people who think their way is the right way. And everybody should be forced to do it their way. And when you bring that to their attention, cognizant dissonance happens and they, their heads explode, right? Cognitive, yeah. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah. Cognizant. <laughs> it's late. Nicole's it's... mouth isn't working right. And then. Must've been some good cab. And then they say, but blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. my cab's looking real low right now, too. It's a very sad day in my office. But they don't buy it. They'll just go right back to, but but it's right. And those other people are wrong. And that's it. There's no, yeah. there's no talking beyond that. Yeah, it's like today I had a nice little exchange on uh, Twitter. It was like, uh, well, we need to go in there and take people's guns away. I was like, okay, um, do you like dead cops? Because that's how you're going to get a lot of dead cops. Well, like, well, no, people will just give them up. I was like, mm, some, some will, but there's going to be a lot that don't. Yeah. Well, how do they even know where they are? Yeah. <laughs> what, is it okay for the cops to now search through every house in the country? Right. Because you don't like things that go boom? Yeah. Boom I mean. It's scary. Yeah, I, I understand. Guns are kind of kind of terrifying. <laughs> they are terrifying. That's the point. Yeah. So um, they haven't quite understood it. And then on the other side of the coin, you know, I have, you know, John Doe conservative out there who seems to think some, you know, fat purple haired lady is going to show up at his door to take his guns away. I was like, no buster. <laughs> That's going to be Jed, your local cop. Who's going to come. <laughs> yeah, oh no, he's a good old boy. He'd never do that. I was like, okay. So the guy from the city, who's going to do it, who doesn't know you. <laughs> or militarized, whatever. It yeah. Could be, could be done that way. Yeah, I, I've even pointed out. I was like, uh, I was like, a New York cop will have no problem going to Houston to take guns away from people. And they're like, well, no one's ever done that. I was like, yeah, Soviet Russia actually did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. When when they rounded people up in the countryside, they sent people from the city to do it because there was no family connections. They don't care about those people. They'll go out there, and vice versa for the people in the cities. They just brought people in from the hillside. Yep. So. That's not scary at all. No. Not really. <laughs> I was like, humans are typically pretty awful to each other. You, you got to kind of think around that a little bit. you know. So. That's why community is so important, because then we all know each other and don't want to do that to each other. <laughs> funny. Agorism seems to work. Yeah. So oh, weird. Yeah, it's funny, but it is true. That's, the internet does add that layer of anonymity, and I think that's why people get so nasty on the inter- internet versus if they were. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's just no, there's the ability to just be a jerk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always that. And, uh, you know, I've been to LP conventions before where someone that you were having to knock down, drag out, fight and calling each other every name under the book. And as soon as you meet them in person, you know, they see a guy like me, six foot one, 250 pounds, you know, (laughs) it was like, oh, well, you know, we were getting a little heavy the last couple of days. I'm sorry about that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sorry about it now. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's just it's just funny it's just internet toughs gotta love them but uh yeah all right well i think it's gonna be a good place to drop it off uh nicole do you have any plugs well if people are interested in just hearing more about we have a network here called the holler neighbors it's a group of four of us that live near each other and about life in Tennessee and my own adventure or journey towards choosing liberty in my life and living it, which sounds simple, but turns out that it's work. (laughs) (laughs) You can do that at my podcast, livingfreeintennessee.com. And if you love craft roasted coffee, I mail order that. I mail deliver it. I roast all of it. First come, first serve at (laughs) hollerroast.com. I am a coffee nerd, so I'm going to have to hit you up on that. So. If you haven't heard Unloose the Goose, go to unloosethegoose.com. That's another really good podcast. But it's quite the bee's knows? knees. <laughs> who knows who will be on this week and what we're talking about. Yeah, you guys have a pretty steady rotation over there. So it's always kind of fun to see who's going to be on the panel and who's not. So yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right, Nicole, we'll we take it easy. adding somebody this week, so we'll see. Might be adding somebody? Oh. This ooh. week or next week, pretty sure. Yeah. All right. So you guys have to stay tuned for that one. Oh, there she is. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Nicole. Well, thank you for uh, jumping on, having some fun with me. Uh, Go refill your wine glass and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Thanks for having me on. All right. No problem. All right. And there she goes, folks. Nicole sauce. Take a look down below in the show notes. You'll find all of her links and her deets down there. That was a pretty fun episode. Uh, Love to have her back on and um, definitely have to get most of my guests back on at some point because they're all so fun. But anyways, guys, uh, if you want to uh, help out around the Rebel with a Cause Hacienda, uh, you can head on over to Patreon, Subscribe Star, Float Mines. And if you give me a dollar a month, I will let you have access to the episodes early before they get released on Tuesday. Yes, that's right. And um, also, I have a Substack. So if you really like uh, cheesy sci fi, I uh, write a couple of things over there. It has nothing to do with liberty. Uh, at all it's just my uh my little uh, sci-fi ramblings over there uh that's five dollars a month if you guys want to get in on that uh the book that i was talking about when i took the hiatus at the uh, beginning of the year uh that's all starting to get fleshed out uh chapter by chapter week by week on that one so uh you know i think we're up to chapter seven or eight now so i don't know i, I write them ahead of time and then just post them up there so Go check them out. Also have uh, Nikola Tesla and Mark Twain versus the uh, Demon Horde on there as well. So that that one's going pretty good. Uh, it was a uh, script that I wrote a long time ago and lost that file. So I'm having to like rewrite it from memory. So that's always kind of fun. Anyways, guys, uh, take it easy. And uh, if you are coming to Childerberg, May 29th through the 31st, I will be there. So come over and say hi. If you'd like to get onto the podcast, say hi. I would like to be on your podcast. Don't pull an unreal Anna Adams and just show up and start calling us idiots and who would build the roads and all this. You'll get on, but beware that's a clip that will be used. Anyways, take it easy, guys. We will come at you next time with a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Out. Out.